Let's get ready to, well, let's get ready to start the show. What do you say? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode 106, and it's also session number 27 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions that you submit via voicemail, where you actually send in your questions, record them, and I get a chance to answer them. This is actually one of the highlights of my week because I love sitting around talking about this stuff. You guys probably already know that if you guys are longtime listeners. I love, love, love to talk about this stuff, and I love sitting around with people that are interested in this and talking about it. So this is like the next best thing. So what I'm going to do today is answer those questions submitted by you, the listeners. Now, before we get started, I did want to give another little shout out to the Facebook community, the TAS community, that is. And I wanted to give a little a little love to uh, someone that has taken action and they actually posted it in the group. And uh, I wanted to just kind of highlight it and say, hey, awesome job. And to let other people know, keep you know, keep doing this, keep inspiring each other, keep motivating each other. So powerful. All right. So this one here is from Laura Gallagher. It's actually Laura Tense, T-E-N-N-E-S. And I have no idea how to pronounce. That's why I skipped over that, Laura. I apologize. Laura Gallagher says, fun. I finally get to post one of these pics. Thank you, Scott Volker and everybody else for advice in these amazing tutorials. My PL product from China came in today. Hope to have it up and running within the next two weeks. Smiley face. I'm using some of my purchases to bundle with products that I currently have in the Amazon catalog. So basically, it sounds like she's already done some uh, selling on Amazon, and now she's going to take some of this and do some bundling and all that fun stuff. But my point is this, Laura, great job. You took action. We're doing more, right? We're, we're, we're taking this to the next step or the next thing, right? We're coming up with a plan. We're executing. This is what I'm talking about. These small wins, these victories that you share, they just confirm that you're taking action and then other people see it and then it just triggers this this effect where everyone wants to start to do it or some other people want to jump off the fence and get in the game, all right? So keep doing this stuff. I love reading it. I love to give little shout outs like this, so keep it coming. Before we dive into the first question though, I did want to remind you a couple things. First off, if you guys have never attended one of my live workshops where I actually walk through the five phases that I've used and I still use to choose a product and source a product and launch and all that good stuff, you can register for my next upcoming live workshop by visiting theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. The other thing I wanted to also remind you of that I just announced recently is that I also put together a 10-day free private label course because a lot of people that can't attend the live workshop for whatever reason, um, they still want to go through and consume the information that I teach on the live workshop. So rather than doing a replay because I don't offer replays, I figured I would put it into a 10-day free course in little bite-sized pieces. So if you wanted to check that out, head over to freeprivatelabelcourse.com. Again, that's free privatelabelcourse.com. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to the first question today, and I'm going to go ahead and give you my answer. Hey, Scott. My name is Scott. I'm from Williamsburg, Virginia. So first off, cool name, bro. Second, I really love what you're doing. Uh, the podcast, the content is amazing. The resources page, everything is so cool. Uh, I've got a I've got a son who's about 20 months, and 
really my whole goal is like you said, that's my reason why that's why I'm doing this. And I really want to be able to set aside some money for him, for his future. So I really appreciate everything you're doing. But third, I guess my question here is I've got a low seller rating due to a couple emails I wasn't able to catch uh, that went into my spam filter. I go TDY often, and during one of my deployments, I just couldn't answer the emails on time. Well, Amazon deducted you know, 100 points for each of those emails, and the only way that I've been able to see to raise that score is to, well, s send emails back on time um, and to ship your products on time, which I'm doing. I do some retail arbitrage. I'm getting ready to get into private labeling. Not there yet, but I'm, I'm worried that my account is going to be affected by that, that the consumer and my customer confidence and, and, and that sort of thing is going to be affected by that. And so I'm not sure if maybe I should try to open up a separate account. Like maybe I could get my wife to open up an Amazon seller account and I should use that instead. I don't know, man. What are your, what's your advice? I, I can't wait to hear about it. And again, thank you so much for what you're doing. Just absolutely amazing and awesome stuff. Love you, man. Bye. Hey, Scott, thank you so much for the question. And yeah, that is an awesome name, by the way. Uh, it's funny. Uh, I think it was a couple of episodes ago, I answered another question by a Scott. So it's kind of funny how my name just keeps popping up. It's one of those things. Uh, so anyway, yeah, thanks so much too for sharing a little bit of your why. I can totally relate to that. I, I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to that. I mean, it's all about time and freedom and that's really what we're doing here. It's not necessarily the money. The money is the byproduct. Um, um, you know, and from there you're, you're able to, you know, use that to free up time. And, and that's really what we're trying to do here. Uh, so let me go ahead and kind of talk about, uh, this feedback thing, right? That you're talking about. And I think I understand it correctly. Um, but it sounds like you have some, some feedback that is, you know, that is negative feedback that's lowering your overall score in your seller's account. So I don't know how many you actually have, uh, as far as how much seller feedback you have, because the more seller feedback you have, if you get one negative, it won't make as much of an impact as if you only have 20 and then you get one bad one. Well, obviously your percentage is going to go way down because you don't have as much feedback. So the first thought here is, uh, you know, you definitely want to contact the people back that left the negative feedback. Now, if it's, if the negative feedback is product specific, if it talks about the product, you can contact seller support and then you can tell them that it's a product review inside of your seller's feedback and they'll remove that. Because they want seller feedback to be all about how you did as a seller, not necessarily the product. So that's the first thing. Okay. They will remove that. Uh, it, I do it all the time. Uh, well, I say I do it all the time. I don't have that many done, but I, when I do do it, it works. Um, I, I really, I think I've only had to do that probably. 10 times out of about 800 feedbacks. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I still listen to what they're saying, right? I want to listen to that feedback because it's going to help me. But sometimes people are just, they're rude and obnoxious uh, and they don't read or whatever, right? So it's not even necessarily, it's a product problem. Um, but anyway, back to the point, you want to be able to uh, reach out to those people. And number one, if you can, Try to reach out to them and say, hey, listen, I'm sorry that you're unhappy. I'm sorry about this, that, or the other thing. Is there anything I can do to make it up to you? Try to make it better. And then from there, they'll probably lift that negative feedback anyway. But the easier way to do it is if it is a product review on that feedback, just contact seller support. They'll remove it for you. 
Okay. So that's, that's it. Now, if Amazon is fulfilling that item for you and it was a shipping problem, Amazon should be notified of that too, because then what they'll do is they'll put a, a, a red line through that seller feedback and it won't count against your score. And Amazon will take responsibility for that. They'll even put a little note on the bottom of that feedback and saying that Amazon is, um, you know, it, it's, it's their responsibility to ship on time and for whatever reason we didn't and we take full responsibility of that. It's no reflection of the seller, something along those lines. Um, so that's what I would do for that. As far as creating a whole nother seller's account, I don't think that's necessary. I think that you should just build upon the one you have. Definitely, definitely follow up in a very, very, um, you know, quick response time. You want to be as quick as possible. So this way here, if there's any issues, you can kind of nip it right away. Um, so learn from that. Definitely want to be able to do that. And again, you said you're moving out from retail ARB to uh, to selling into, uh, I believe you said that, that you're going from that into um, private labeling. And again, the more products that you have that you're going to be selling and stuff, the more feedback you're going to get. That negative score will start to increase as far as getting better if you continually pile on positive feedback. Now, if you're not already using my my feedback little system here, my feedback slash review system, I would definitely say go check that out. Um, that can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash email. And it's my email sequence after someone makes a purchase. And that's really helped me drive my feedback score up and also get reviews on my products. So I would definitely recommend doing that. So I hope this has been helpful. This is what I would have advised you if we were sitting at the coffee shop and we were having that cup of coffee, but we're not, we're here. So uh, that is my uh, my advice there for you. Hopefully it's been helpful. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, this is Mike. I just want to say first and foremost, you rock, you're awesome. Uh, thank you so much for this podcast, your website, all the information, the Facebook group. Just give you an insight. My background, I, I just, uh, when I ran into your podcast at the beginning of this year, I had put in a, my first full year, about eight months at arbitrage, and actually had a good good year, 150,000 sales and 40K profit, but uh, really had to hustle and uh, no consistency there. So really excited about uh, private label. Fast forward to July, July 17th, my partner and I, we launched our first private label uh, product, and actually we're doing well. We're Right now as we speak, we're ranking at around five to 2,000, and um, we're at page one for three different keywords at about the sixth position on the page. Uh, but my question is, why can't I get any impressions um, for two keywords that I'm trying to target? Those keywords are in my listing back end, they're in my bullets. I'm bidding up to 50 bucks trying to get in there, not a single impression. Uh, I just don't know what I'm missing there. Anyway. Any help you could give, that'd be great. Again, thank you so much and uh, best of luck. Talk to you later. Hey, Mike, thanks so much for the question. And hey, congratulations on your success. I mean, doing retail arbitrage, doing 150K, walking away with 40K, that's pretty, pretty good. But like you said, I think people should cue in on this. A lot of work, you know, it's hustle. Right. I think I told people before I did retail arbitrage for about uh, 20 minutes. <laughs> I went into a, a Rite Aid and I was looking through their closeout stuff with my little phone doing a scanning thing. Right. The little scanning app. And uh, I said, man, this is too much like a job. I can't do it. So, hey, I totally respect what you've done because it is work. It's hustle. And uh, it's just keeping on, man, keeping on. So I appreciate it. And uh, hey, you mentioned too. you go, hey, Scott, you rock. I do rock. Actually, I play the electric guitar. 
yeah, I do that too. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I do play the guitar, but, uh, I don't necessarily rock. Okay. So, um, let's answer that question. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to give you my thoughts on it. I don't really know if we're going to be able to come up with an answer. I'll give you some things that I would probably do. Um, the first thing is you're telling me that your keywords that you're going after, the keyword that you're going after, the ones that you want to rank for, that you're trying to, that you're bidding on, you're, um, you know, you're, you're spending as much as you possibly can and you can't even get an impression. Um, that is very strange. I will be honest with you, especially if you're telling me that your, um, your listing is relevant because a lot of times it's either relevancy or it's that you're not bidding enough. So you've already said that you've, you've done those two things and you know that that's not the reason. So the first thing that I would probably do, and maybe you've already done this, but this is in my head what I'm thinking. The first thing I would do is I would kill those other campaigns that you're already trying to bid using those campaigns or those keywords. I would just, I would kill those or pause the campaigns or whatever. Um, I would try to just almost start over. I would create a fresh campaign. I would target that keyword again, maybe all by itself in its own campaign. I would put the dollar amount on it again. And then, you know, I would go down that route uh, and I would try that. Uh, you know, stranger things have happened. Um, I have campaigns that sometimes a keyword is doing really good I move it out of that campaign. I bring it into its own campaign. It doesn't do so good. I don't know why that is. Uh, but again, we got to kind of test these things in order to kind of eliminate some, right? The other thing I think I would also say is, is I understand that you're trying to go for this one keyword, but I wouldn't bank on one keyword. Uh, I'm a big believer in the long tail or, you know, the low hanging fruit. I would spend some more of that time finding the low hanging fruit. I would try to rank my product for 1500 keywords of these little keywords that might get some traffic and then accumulates to be a lot of traffic versus trying to go after the one keyword, right? So that's the one little bit of advice I would say too, like, listen, let's focus on on the other stuff, right? The other low-hanging fruit that we, we could probably do a lot easier than trying to battle this one keyword. The other thing is it might just take some time to kind of get recognized, you know, for that uh, particular keyword. Maybe it's just for some reason it's not registering yet. The other thing I would do is I would reach out to seller support. I would contact them. I would say, listen, I want to spend money. I want to advertise my product for some reason. I can't get impressions on my product. I've got it, my title in, you know, my keyword in the title. I've got my keyword in the back end and I've got my keyword in my bullets and my description. I've got it everywhere and I still can't rank. Why? Can you tell me why? And there could be something that they can shed some light on. Again, these are just things that I would do and I'm not sure if this is going to be 100% actionable or helpful other than you know, doing the, the new campaign after you've deleted the old one or paused the old one and then contacting seller support. That would be my only suggestion. And the other suggestion would be like, focus on all of the little low-hanging fruit keywords. That's what I would do. So I hope this has been helpful. Congratulations again. Like I said, it sounds like your private labeling is going to be uh, really, really good as well. And I think the cool thing is, is you kind of started learning the process through retail ARB. You made some money doing it, but now you've found that private labeling is going to be that much easier because you don't have to keep hunting for the products. So anyone listening that's just getting started, retail arbitrage is great for getting started. It's a great way to start earning a little bit of extra cash. So this way here, you can possibly even fund your private labeling, you know, journey. Okay. So, all right. Thank you so much for the question. Let's go ahead and listen to the next one and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. How are you? My name is Teresa and I am from Canada. 
I love your podcast. Thank you so much for all the great content you put out. You're the very first podcast that I search for when I go back to work. I drive a haul truck in the oil sands up in Alberta. And when I come back to work, you're the first podcast that I check to see if there's any new episodes. So keep up the good work. My question is, my second product went live on Amazon just over a month ago, and it's still in the middle of the second page. I follow what you have taught. I've ran really aggressive PPC campaigns the whole time. I actually also did a Zonblast for this second product, um, but it's still stuck on the, about the middle of the second page for my main keyword. It is on the first page for a couple other keywords right now, but that's definitely not where most of the traffic is. So just wondering if you have any other advice on how to improve the ranking I'm curious to know if the length of time that other people's products have been live for is uh, is an issue in the algorithm. I think that most of the people on the first page have been selling for a couple of years, so maybe it's going to take longer to get up there. Anyways, any advice that you have would be much appreciated, and thanks again for everything you do. Bye. Hey, Teresa, thanks so much for the question and thanks for taking me along with you on your, uh, on your commute and your ride. And I'm, I'm so, I'm honored and I'm, uh, you know, I'm really grateful that you're, that you're doing that. So awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, and I'm glad that it's been somewhat helpful for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, to kind of, let's, let's kind of talk about this. Let, let's break this down here. Um, from what you're telling me, you've done pretty much everything, you know, pretty much that a lot of people have done including myself, as far as trying to get ranked for a certain keyword. And I'm assuming when you did your blast or you did any type of promotion, you probably used a URL with a keyword in it to help you. And if you haven't, I would probably try that, but I'm sure you have if you're going after that one keyword. Um, but I got to go back to the the last question that I just answered from Mike. And I again, I know that we want to rank for these golden keywords, right? But work on them. You know, but don't focus all your energy on them. I think you can still do really, really well as long as you have a product that's kind of well-rounded in a sense where you have all these other miscellaneous keywords, which most products do. Um, I would focus there and I would let the other stuff kind of happen because it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, it will take time. I think what you said though about you know, some of the other sellers have been selling for over two years. I do believe that that makes a difference. And I've said that all along. That's why a lot of people were like, Scott, why do you go after getting seller feedback? Amazon kind of does that for you. Why don't you just focus on the reviews? Because I want to make sure that my seller's account is getting stronger. It's getting more mature. It's getting more authority because I know in the long haul and here in the long term, you know, that is going to make a difference in my, my belief. Okay, it's kind of like a website that's been around for a couple of years. When you post a new piece of content on that blog or that website, it's going to rank easier and quicker in Google because you've already got a, you've got a name for yourself in a sense, right? You've been seasoned, but a newer listing, they're brand new. And again, I think Amazon is going to make it even harder for someone just coming on and doing a blast and all of a sudden ranking on page one. They have to. Because it's, you know, you're in a sense, you're manipulating the system. It's not natural. It's not organic. So I do think that's going to be a harder road, um, you know, to, to go down. So that's why I think that number one, you should be building your seller's feedback on your, your account, on your main account. So this way here, you do have a well, uh, you know, seasoned account, uh, you know, a site that has authority. So this way here, when you post new products, you will be the one that will rank quicker 
for these keywords, even if you do minimal effort. So I definitely think that that's something that you should focus on. The other thing is, it's like anything else, right? Consistency. Yes, I know you did a blast. I know you're doing pay-per-click, but you got to do it consistently. It's going to take time. It's going to take doing it over and over again. Not saying you got to do a blast all the time, because I don't think that's the answer. But I do think that even in a sense of, let's say, for example, you're going after that keyword, and let's say instead of doing a blast, you put pay-per-click on that keyword really heavy for a day, and on that day, you reduce your price just to get sales through that keyword. So that's another little tip there. Just do it for a day, right? And then get a, you know an, an influx of sales through that keyword by you driving pay-per-click traffic to it. So that's another way to do it. But you want as many transactions to happen through that keyword. So the other thing is you got to ask yourself is, you know, how many, how many, uh, sales are happening with your competitor that he's getting or she is getting every single day through that keyword. It's hard to really say, but how many sales in general are they getting? Are they getting 20? Well, if they're getting 20, you probably are going to need 20 sales a day to outrank them or more, right? So you have to find a way to be able to do that on a consistent basis. So this way here, you can push yourself to page one. And that these are just, again, these are my thoughts. This is what I'm thinking. If this was happening to me or if someone I was sitting down and we were talking about, this is, this is what I would be thinking. You're kind of like brainstorming, you know, in a sense, as far as like what would be the things that we should do, right? And the first thing is, is yes, you want to rank for that keyword, but there's a lot of other keywords I'm sure that can drive a lot of traffic. So that's what I would focus on. All right, so hope that's been helpful. Thanks for taking me on the on the ride with you too, by the way. I appreciate that. And uh, let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, my name is Marcin from Los Angeles, California. Longtime listener, first time caller. So um, I have a question regarding my current listing. I set up a new product about a month ago with no variation. It's only one color and one size. And the product is selling quite well. And I'm very interested in expanding the listing to feature multiple colors and multiple sizes. This way I can sell a lot more with all the variations. So my question is, can I take my current listing that has no variation and add variations to it and how to do that? Or should I set up a new listing with multiple variations? And if I were to set up a new listing, what should I do with my original listing? Is there any benefit to keeping it or would it be an issue with Amazon that I was really selling the same product in two different listings? Hopefully that makes sense. And again, Scott, thank you so much. Um, and I look forward to your answer. Keep up the great work, man. Cheers. Hey, Marcin, thank you so much for the question and thanks for being a longtime listener. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, to answer your question, I think you're in a great spot, by the way, and congratulations on you know your product selling. I think it's really, really good. And, and you, you see that there's even more growth there to happen. So that's really exciting stuff. There's a couple different things that we can do here. The first thing is, is I would definitely say, keep the listing. I would not want to, you know, kind of abandon that listing and then start over again, because you have some momentum going with that. I wouldn't want to interrupt that. Now, with that being said, if you didn't create a parent slash child listing, so again, let this be a learning lesson to anyone. And, and again, guys, I'm guilty of this. My very first product, I did not create a parent child. I don't necessarily think I would need one, but I should have still created it. And anything moving forward that I put out there, I'm creating a parent slash child because it makes it that much easier to add variations down the line. Okay. So 
again, a lesson learned, but you can still take your existing listing and you can turn it into a variation listing. Now, it is going to be a little bit trickier. You are going to have to use what they call a flat file. So if you know what a flat file is and you know how to edit one, then you'll want to do it in there. But I would personally, personally myself, I would contact seller support. I would explain exactly what you want to do. Get someone on the phone. I wouldn't email. I would call them actually contact the catalog department. I believe it's the catalog department. And you're going to want to say to them exactly what you want to do and what do you have to do in order to make it happen so you don't lose your listing and you don't lose your reviews and all of that stuff because you want to make sure that your reviews stay intact. But you are going to have to edit a flat file, which is, it's basically a listing that has uh, you know, has the capability of adding these certain things in there that they, that you aren't offered just by using the back end of Seller Central. So it gives you more control, but I will give a little bit of a warning here. It is a little bit more complicated. Now, my good buddy, Chris Schaefer, you know, he's brilliant with using the flat file. I'm scared of, you know, scared of it. And I'm just frightens me, <laughs> but, uh, I would personally contact seller support, ask them what I need to do, and then you might even want to reach out to someone and ask if they can help you with the flat file if you don't know how to edit it or what to do with it. Um, they may even be able to help you along with that. So that's what I would recommend. But I definitely would recommend keeping the existing listing. I wouldn't want to just create a new listing from you know from scratch, and, and I would go down that path. Uh, that's what I would personally do. Uh, and then this way here, you're going to be able to add those variations when you get them. And then also you're not going to lose anything from the existing listing, you know, any traction that you might've had. So I hope this has been helpful. Uh, again, reach out to seller central or seller support, sorry, seller support. That is, I mean, so many people don't use seller support for some reason or the phone support. I should say they, they either do live chat or they do, you know, the email, and it's good and all for a little quick, you know, I want to get something, you know, answered, but maybe it's not that deep as far as where you, you got to get in and talk to someone about certain things. So I would recommend picking up the phone during business hours and contacting a rep. You'll be surprised how helpful they are and uh, they'll walk you through it. So that's what I would recommend. So again, thank you so much for uh, listening. I appreciate it. I hope this has been helpful and good luck to you. Keep me posted on that. It sounds like you're going to be doing really, really well. And uh, I know it's exciting, so definitely keep me posted on that. All right, guys, so that is pretty much going to wrap up this episode, this session of Ask Scott. Keep the questions coming. If you guys have a question that you want to ask and you want it featured here on one of these upcoming Ask Scott sessions, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And you can just leave a voice message there. You can leave your name and I will do my best to get it answered on an upcoming show. I would really look forward to answering that. Uh, the other thing I want to remind you before we go is if you have not attended one of my live workshops or you wanted to attend it again, you can register for the upcoming one at theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. And again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Again, I answer live Q&A at the end there. Um, those are not recorded, by the way, so I only do them live. Uh, but if you did want the content that I deliver, uh, the similar content that I deliver on the workshop, you now, I say now because I just released this, you can head over to the, uh, the actual free course that I created, the 10-day free course, and that is at free privatelabelcourse.com. Again, that's privatelabelcourse.com. All right, so that's going to wrap it up. Guys, remember, 
I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. My hands are up, guys. You have to do what? Say it with me. Let's say it together. Take action. All right, guys. Have an awesome day, awesome night, wherever you are. And I will see you in the next episode. Go get them.